Good evening, team. Hope we are doing very, very well. Going to go through tonight's session with you all about hacking and honing your habits. So the focus for tonight's session is to help you learn about habits, what habit loops are, how they're formed, how they work, and how to make and break your own habits for your health and well-being. There are plenty of myths when it comes to habits. So there's going to be lots of knowledge bombs dropped tonight, hopefully. So it should be a really, really good practical session. Like I said before, please make sure you've got a notepad and pen by your side because we're going to create your own habit. It depends how quick you, you think and write your own habit or your own habits um, this evening. So let's get into it. To start us off, I want to know, don't worry about teaching and life, but just give me one thing generally. Give me one thing that you're proud of, one thing, one area where you're feeling most confident right now, and one thing that you are excited about. Everyone get it in the chat for me. What are you most proud of? Where are you most confident? And what are you most excited about? Just to build up some of that momentum. So we've just been talking about Kareen's just had Ofsted, got some awesome things going on in the team as well. So just let me know, what are you feeling proud of? Where are you feeling most confident? And what are you most excited about? I will talk you through mine as you, I know lots of you are eating as we, as we go through this. So I'm sure you'll take a second to pop them in the chat. For me, I am super, super excited for next year. Um, every day we are working on something ahead of January and there's just so many awesome things that are going to be happening over the next few months. We're currently putting together, as you saw in the group yesterday, I shared the barriers map, like the barriers overview of some of the most common barriers that we all face or, or lots of us face. And um, so you've probably seen that in the group. If you haven't, if you check, it will pop up there. But that's had really good feedback. Lots of people saying there wasn't much more to add or saying that they really resonated with some of those barriers, which shows that we've got a really good understanding here of what you guys struggle with. So that's a that's a positive, right? We're also putting together uh, or finishing off, should I say, the program overview. So it's broken down into phase one. What are the, your goals? What are your focus is? Where is our attention? What are the topics we need to cover? Phase two and phase three. So no matter how long the phase is for you, phase one might be two weeks. Phase two might be two months, right? Phase three might be six months. Really depends on, on you as in your personal journey as an individual, but we're giving that program overview, personalized program overview to you. So you know exactly what is coming up, what you need to focus on, resources that are available to help you, suggested training, suggested podcast episodes, suggested guest speakers, all that kind of stuff. So we are looking forward to a very organized, very, uh, I mean, we're always organized, but even more organized, even more sort of, um, excited uh start to 2023 because it's all going to be laid out that vision is going to be created so really really excited and we've just started creating our program curriculum as well so it goes sort of under both of those got the barriers got the the program map and then we've got the program curriculum which is literally broken down into our little five to 15 minute lessons so the content as it is now um you know training's been 30 minutes to an hour is going to be much briefer much shorter and much more accessible so little sort of 15 snippets 15 minute snippets of gold so it's going to be really really cool to go in our new um client hub as well so that's what i'm excited about probably where i'm feeling most confident as well right now you know in what we're doing with um developing the program and to be fair probably what i'm most proud of as well am i allowed one thing for all three is that allowed <laughs> but generally speaking and those things i say what i am proud of i'm proud of taking this weekend off to go to norfolk with family to celebrate my birthday and christmas that is what I'm proud of. I never take enough time off. So there's my win. There's my win for my well-being. And um, what are you guys feeling? Uh, here we go. Oh, burger and sweet potato fries. 
tasty Teresa. People listening back on the podcast will be like, what? What are they talking about? That's what Teresa's having for dinner. Um, Liz, proud of a great art lesson today. Excellent. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's always good when those lessons just go, just like they just run like clockwork and they're, they're just smooth and you get into that flow where like you've got that like excited sort of buzz and you're in the zone, you go in that flow state, don't you? And the lesson just flows and the children love it. And yeah, that's an awesome, awesome feeling. Proud after a bereavement this weekend, I'm trying to refocus and be kind to myself. Absolutely, Lou. I know we chatted about this. Absolutely. You need to be kind and compassionate with yourself all the time. It has to come first. That needs to be the very, very first foundation, you know, all the time. Um, confident in um, Lizzie's confident in copy, uh, coping, sorry, can't read, coping with tricky parents with the support of the school. Excellent. Always a good, good area to be um, feeling confident in. Most proud of getting all my work done before the weekend to have a weekend off for my birthday. Yes, Holly. Is your, birth- your birthday tomorrow? Have I made that up? Please don't say it's today. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a feeling it was tomorrow. I really hope I got that right, Holly. Apologies if I haven't. Um, Liz is excited about go, getting going in the gym again. Did well today. Excellent. Awesome. Proud of getting through the last three days without burying myself in food. This is from uh, Kareen. So excited to go for the weekend and the Xmas holidays. Well done for getting through Ofsted, Kareen. Absolutely amazing. Proud of staying calm yesterday with three children in my class, having a high, a highly, a high emotional day. Lots of meltdowns. Oh, yeah. That is a challenge and a half, isn't it? That really, really is to regulate your own emotional state whilst children around you are dysregulated. That is tough. You can't regulate. You can't help them regulate if you're dysregulated, can you? That's that's tough going. Um, excited for a weightlifting PT session at the weekend. Ah, oh, exciting. Awesome, awesome, awesome. These are brilliant. These are absolutely fantastic. Holly, birthday tomorrow. Excellent. Happy birthday for tomorrow then. Awesome. Naya is proud of six days left to complete my 30-day sit-up challenge for the Samaritans. That's amazing. 30 days in a row. Oof. Proud of my strong mindset, especially now. So far this month, I've done 770. Whoa. Proud of being able to drink more water as well. Most confident. Can't think of anything right now. Have a little think of that one for me. Nay, I have a bit of a, a meditation on that. Most excited. Returning back to the gym after two weeks at some point. Hopefully this weekend. Yeah, fingers crossed you're feeling up to it this weekend, Naya. I've got everything, everything crossed for you on that one. I'm sure you will be. Right, guys. Let's get into habits. Like I said, notepad and pen. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is taken from two books. The first one is James Clear's Atomic Habits, which I think we've all probably heard of. And lots of us have probably read or listened to. Um, And the second is from Charles Duhigg's Power of Habit. They've got lots in common. I think James Clear's is based loosely off um, Charles Duhigg's Power of Habit, but they are very closely related. But James Clear's Atomic Habits is, is pretty much... Other than a few podcasts here and there, I haven't listened to or read anything that is as succinct and comprehensive when it comes to habits. It really, really is fantastic. There are a few other books which I'm going to recommend as well, um, but it really, really is a great sort of one stop shop for them. And a great quote from it that I love is every action is a vote for the type of person you want to become. And two things I take from this, first of all, is the whole idea of casting votes for you or casting votes for you 2.0, as we sometimes talk about. Um, And the second thing is going to be when you're in a decision where you do have a a fork in the road moment, right, where you have that sort of, um, do I do this? Do I do that? Do I stay on the sofa? Do I go out for a walk? Whatever the decision is, in that moment, just think, what would not future me, but what would me 2.0 do? So I spoke about the other night, didn't I? If you fa- if you were able to fast forward a year 
to the future, future version of yourself who has already achieved the goal or whatever it is, if you were able to have a conversation with them, what advice would future you or you 2.0, you know, per se, give you? And in that moment when you're stuck at that fork in the road, and you've got one way to go or the other. Just think, what would that person do? If I was really at my goal, what would I do to maintain where I'm at? What would my actions be? And I find that for me, it just cuts through all the all the sort of the the, the fog and confusion with it all. Just what would future me do? What would I do if I'd already got there? Really clear, really sort of easy way to think about it. Now, one of the biggest um, misconceptions when it comes to habits is that it takes 28 days or 35 days or 70 tries or all this other stuff. It takes, you know, a set amount of time to build a habit it's complete codswallop, right? There's no such thing as a set time to build a habit. It depends on so many factors. It depends on your past experiences. It depends on your brain. It depends on how quickly you learn. It depends on um, other habits you've got going on. It depends on how many times you do it. It depends on how long you do it for. It depends on loads and loads of different factors. The biggest one being your brain. How long I take to build a habit is going to be very, very, very different to how long you take a habit because our brains are completely different. And we've got that amazing ability of neuroplasticity, haven't we? Where we can literally remold and reshape the brain and the connections within the brain, basically to how we want to, even to the point there's some good research to show that, you know, practicing gratitude can rewire those connections so that we do genuinely see more things to be positive about. Okay. So it's neuroplasticity is real. It's a really exciting prospect that we can rewire our brain. So it's, it's really, really exciting. Now, one thing I want you to consider when it comes to habits, instead of thinking about how many days does it take me to build a habit or when you are starting a habit, I need to do this habit for half an hour for, you know, just say, I want you instead of duration and how many days I want you to think about how many repetitions just like when you go to the gym um, or you're at home or whatever and you're doing repetitions so you're doing a, uh, a press up right and you're doing or a squat or whatever and you're doing 10 repetitions and then you stop and then you do another 10 and then you stop and you do another 10 so you've done three groups of 10 right you've done three sets of 10 reps so you've done 30 reps in total focus on the reps focus on the repetitions so what that you know, first top tip for habits then is don't focus on doing one habit once for 30 minutes. You'd be much better off doing that same habit five times for three minutes each, for example. So yes, you're only doing it for 15 minutes, but you're getting five reps instead of one big long rep. Do you see what I mean? So if you're doing a habit, for example, yoga, you there's an argument to say you'd be better off doing yoga twice a day for 10 minutes instead of once a day for 20 minutes because it's about the repetitions it's about literally forging those neuro pathways so reps over duration of habits and amount of days that you're doing it for really really important now as you can see habits i've spoken about this before habits can be thought of as working in loops and dopamine that reward um chemical that is released in anticipation of a reward that is a kind of like the fuel, if you like, for this habit loop. So that reward mechanism obviously makes us want to do stuff again. That's why we do what we do, because we have dopamine, right? So instantly there is some kind of cue, right? That's where that cue happens. And instantly 
we have this craving. So the example that I use all of the time is you walk in after a long day at school, you're tired, it's wet, it's rainy, literally tonight, you walk into the kitchen, you open the cupboards and there's the cookies and they're staring at you. And they're the M&S, Marks and Spencer's, nice, chunky Belgian chocolate ones, like the proper good ones. You've got a nice warm cup of tea you just made as well. You open the cupboard and there's cookies are staring at you. That is a cue. And it's obviously a visual cue. You might smell them as well. Johnny, our chef, did a session, a session, a little video about why, why smell is so important. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, so we smell it. We see it even little things like the time of day that it is you know if you're someone that always has a snack when you get in from work that has gonna that is going to be a habit now so you get in from work at a certain time you're feeling a certain way you're stood in a certain room certain lighting from the lights a certain smell certain people around you you're wearing certain clothes all of that stuff everything that is going is is going in into your senses basically works as this cue and it's this massive signal of do that you know do this thing basically you want this so going back to the cookies you open it and suddenly that craving comes right you really really want those cookies and then you have a decision to make you know we don't talk about good food bad food you can have the cookie if you want the cookie right but in that moment you have a decision to make the craving has come because you know what is coming if you eat the cookie. Your brain knows that firework show of positive chemicals that are going to happen in the brain. That dopamine is going to come out, right? You might enjoy a cookie with a loved one on the sofa. So you've got a bit of oxytocin, that love and connection hormone there as well, right? It's, it's a great feeling to enjoy food, particularly with really good company. So your brain's craving this. Then you need to make a decision. You respond to the craving. Now, between the craving and your response there is a gap. When you're really tired, stressed out, overwhelmed, hungover, you know, even anxious sometimes, you know, high emotions, that gap feels absolutely tiny. In fact, sometimes it doesn't even feel like there's a gap and it feels like it's an automatic response, right? And obviously last week we talked about emotional eating, didn't we? But there is always a gap. Now, when you're well slept, when you're managing your stress levels, all that kind of stuff, the gap does seem bigger and you feel like you have more control. But still, there is a gap. Now, there's a really good quote from Viktor Frankl um, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. And it basically says that between stimulus and response, there is your there is the space to make a choice. I'm butchering this quote. And in your choice is your freedom, pretty much. So the biggest thing, you know, the biggest way that we create our own freedom is by the is through our choices. You are in control. You have the the power to make a choice, right? And he kind of he um was in uh, one of the concentration camps during World War Two, and he basically like used it as a you know, uh, an opportunity to kind of like dig into the human psyche and explore wisdom and philosophy and sort of meditate and think about the world and get basically get through that horrendous experience and somehow come out of it better. No, I can't even fathom that, to be honest, but he did. And he he's, you know, he's written loads of books and, and everything. I can't remember if he's a psychologist. I feel like he might be a psychologist or he is now, or he, sorry, he was afterwards. I can't quite remember what his story is. But during that time, you know, he was saying to it, he was sort of kept his own spirits up by saying, you have the choice. Like you change how you see these things. Yes, you're in a concentration camp, but you can basically look out the window and see mud or you can look out the window and see stars, right? That's like two one two people looking at the same thing one sees mud one sees stars like two different perspectives which is 
absolutely bonkers when you think about the context of of him thinking like that like how much strength does that take but anyway he talked about this gap um between stimulus and response and we can apply that to habit loops between craving and response there is the opportunity to make a decision which is lots of what we're going to talk about um today is, is what lots of is based on so after you choose that response if you choose the cookie which again is absolutely fine you will get a reward of obviously eating the cookie dopamine fuel in the brain and then often we have a bit of a crash of dopamine afterwards there's lots of situations where we have a quick dopamine high scrolling through instagram seeing likes on our posts watching cats play piano on tiktok like there's lots of different you know social media is basically fueled by dopamine as well it's the same loop and it can leave us leave us feeling a bit empty a little bit afterwards because we can have a bit of a dopamine crash right so that's kind of the habit loop um in in a nutshell really now it's really really important to remember that you can choose something different in those moments it doesn't have to be about food it can be you can apply this to anything else and you can still get a dopamine hit you know that feeling when you've cleaned the house and you stand there and you look at your living room you're like ah and it's just this awesome I don't know it just feels good doesn't it when you or you clean the shower and it has been cleaned for three weeks and you get all the lime scale off the, off the uh glass right that feeling just looking at it and thinking oh, I've done that that is dopamine and we get dopamine from ticking things off our to-do list from doing what we say we're going to do setting goals and achieving them seeing that we're making progress all of these things making the decision that we know is in line with our long-term values and our long-term goals all of these things give us dopamine so there are other ways that we can find that dopamine so that's the habit loop um and of course these drive our daily actions so what we're going to do now team is we're going to work through the four laws of habits by james clear and we are going to create our own habit loop basically for whatever habit you are finding most difficult at the moment or you can do a few so few craving response reward so you can draw you can uh, split your page into four quarters you could do a, a loop if you want or you could just put these four subheadings down um or if you're driving or whatever just think of them in your head four subheadings and leave a little bit of space underneath them so the first law of building habits is going to be make it obvious make it make that cue remember to go back to the cue make the cue excuse me as clear as you possibly can make it so clear that it's impossible to miss it so i'll I'll tell you in a minute i'll I'll get to in a second second law is going to be make it attractive it's got to be something that you want to do you're not going to fancy doing it all the time but make it as attractive as you possibly can something that doesn't feel as much of a chore third law is going to be make it easy make it simple make it quick make the barrier to entry as low as possible and then the fourth one is going to be make it rewarding uh, sorry make it satisfying basically make it rewarding so make it something that you think oh well, i want to do that again so make it obvious make it clear make it visible make it attractive make it less daunting make it look something make it something you look forward to make it easy make it quick make it simple make it satisfying make it rewarding make it something you want to come back to so four subheadings or four quarters get them written down for me pick your habit in your mind whatever it is right now if you're driving just pick your habit might be drinking more water might be getting uh, into a sleep routine it might be eating your fruits and veggies might be getting down the gym pick something right now pop it in the chat guys whatever your um habit is pop it in the chat it's going to pop a little bit of music on Get your habit in the chat. Tell me what your habit is.
Gamin, Gamin. I'm going to pick one as an example as well. Not scrolling on my phone, scrolling. That's weird, weird pronunciation. Scrolling on my phone before bed. So, Kareem, you're going to you're going to break a habit. So you want to do all the opposite. You want to make it um, invisible. You want to make it unattractive. You want to make it difficult. You want to make it unsatisfying. So if you're coming from it from an angle of if you're coming at it from an angle of breaking a habit, just do the opposite of those four laws. Okay. And stop scrolling on my phone. Mm, I, I would say that's probably, don't worry, don't worry about it. I'd say that's probably, let's go for breaking it. So you want to do the opposite. You want to make it, like I said, invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. We want to break that habit, right? Cool. Eating more nutritional calories, fruits and veggies, particularly getting more steps in. Awesome. Awesome. Improving bedtime routine. Fantastic. So get that down, get the four laws written down. Let's get back into it, guys. I'm going to give you a little bit of time between each one. This is going to take us up to the end of the session. All right. So we haven't got too long left. So number one, making your habit obvious. Before I quickly chat on that one, on the right, you can see our identity target. Identity is in the middle. We've talked about this before. Your habits, your actions come from your identity, the kind of person that you believe you are, the kind of person you see yourself as. And then from our habits come our outcomes. It's the whole thing. Tell me what you do every day and I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. Identity, habits, outcomes, right? And when it comes to this, I want to remind you of that be, do, have model. When we make a change of our health and well-being, most people think it works like this. We do the actions, i.e. drink more water, go to the gym. We have the results. I become fitter. I lose some weight, whatever it is. I be the person at the end of it. So most people think it works like do, have, be. We do the thing, we get the result, and somehow our identity changes as a result of that which kind of makes sense. Like logically you think, well, if I go to the gym lots, then I'm just going to be that person at the end of it. Unfortunately, that's not quite how identity change works. Instead of the be, do, have model, sorry, instead of the, the, the do, have, be model, do the thing, have the result, be the person, which likely doesn't happen. I want you to flip it. I want you to think of the be, do, have model. This is getting confusing, isn't it? Instead of the do, have, be, I want you to think of the be, do, have. So exactly as I said before, be the person today that you need to be to get you to your result. So think like that person who's already got there and make the decisions that that person would make. So be the person today. Think like that person. Think what would that version of me do? What would the healthier version of me do? What would the fitter version of me do? In this situation, what would they do? Be the person. Think like the person. Do just naturally what that person would do. And the result the have is just going to come. Okay, so fits in with this target be do have just a little reminder on that one so making it obvious some really clear things some really obvious things that you can do to help this stage of creating your habit using times and locations so um some of you were talking about drinking more water set times where you're going to drink your water it sounds a little bit much but just bear with me great time to drink more water is very the very very very, very very, very first thing in the morning. So you come down and you've probably already got some habits around you. So we're going to talk about habit stacking now. You've probably got something like you make a hot drink first thing in the morning. Onto that habit that is already existing that you probably don't even think about doing, just tag on 
having a big glug of water. You don't need to set an amount of water. You don't need to have a bottle. But what you can do is if you know, you've got your kettle here, this is my kettle. I'm going to have my glass of water. You could even go as far as the night before filling the water up and putting it in front of the kettle. So to get to the kettle to make your hot drink, you literally have to move the glass or go through the glass, basically. So we're talking about habit stacking there, taking an existing habit and tagging a new one onto it. Another one of James Clear's ideas. The other thing is also completely popped out my head, completely popped out my head. I had no idea what I was about to say. Gone. It's gone. So okay, it will come back to me. So, oh, that was it. Environments. So I'm habit stacking. So I've already got my kettle that I always go to to make my hot drink in the morning. I'm putting my glass of water in front of it. So, you know, it's a cue, isn't it? I'm making it obvious. I'm seeing the water before I get to the kettle, right? That kind of leads us on to that next point of creating the optimum environments. The water is in front of the kettle. So if you want to, for example, drink more water, you could put bottle a bottle in the car, a bottle on your desk, a bottle in front of the kettle, a bottle by your bed, a bottle on the sofa. You can put more water bottles around. So you're likely to see it more. You're creating optimum environments where you literally have to pass these cues. So don't hide them away. Put them front and center. So something for you, Karine, think about your one of being on your phone less in bed. What can we replace that habit with? Is it going to be reading? Is it going to be doing a puzzle? Is it going to be coloring? Is it going to be journaling? Is it going to be a podcast? Whatever it is, put that thing on your pillow. So for you, get your phone, try and charge it not next to your head. Charge it across the room, put it on silent. You can also do go into settings. So if you've got someone who you need to be able can't speak tonight if you've got someone who you need to be able to get through to you and um, so for example if, if there's an emergency that you're someone's contact during the night for whatever reason you can change your settings so that their calls come through but everyone else is on airplane mode so you're like you, you're their emergency contact so if they call it still goes off but for everyone else who doesn't need you it, it doesn't go off so you put your phone across the room so we can create that optimum environment you're making it harder to go on your phone you're making it um invisible you're hiding your phone ideally our phones wouldn't even come into the bedroom with us they'd be charged elsewhere but of course lots of us they double up as our alarms and you know all the rest of it but think about it this way at the moment the habit loop probably goes get into bed with your phone in the hand or get into bed with the phone next to you sigh sigh of relief that you made it into bed turn over grab the phone to answer an email or look do some online shopping or look at a you know video of cats playing piano on tiktok or whatever it is but suddenly social media is created to grab and keep your attention through that dopamine loop right so the second you go on in, on in, uh, really can't speak tonight guys sorry i don't know what's wrong with me the second you go onto instagram that habit that habit sort of dopamine feedback kicks in you're scrolling you're scrolling you're scrolling and then you you know you suddenly realize it's 15 20 minutes and, and time has absolutely flown by so let's cut those cues let's get rid of it other side of the room all the other things that i've said okay for you guys that are trying to build the habits we need reminders it might be post-it notes it might be timers it might be alarms something to jog you into remembering put your trainers in front of the door so you don't forget them put your bag in front of the door put your raincoat on the bedroom door put your gym clothes on the end of your bed in the morning just really create your environment think of every single way that you can make it as obvious as humanly possible really really important the second one then so hopefully you've all got some ideas down the second one is going to be to make it attractive now go into the water example this might be something like using some sugar-free uh 
juice or, or squash in your water. It might be using flavor tea bags. It might be buying yourself a new water bottle. It might be having sparkling water with some cordial in it or something. It might just be drinking something a little bit more attractive than water, right? For if you're trying to start a, a 15 minute yoga habit first thing in the morning, it might be buying a new yoga mat or buying some headphones so they're more comfortable. It might be designing your favorite playlist of relaxing music. It might be buying some new yoga trousers. It might be, you know, it might be putting the heating on so it's not freezing when you go downstairs. There's loads of different ways that you can make a habit attractive. So for you know, going back to that idea of um breaking the scrolling um example or creating a sleep routine, it might be that we want to make the alternative activity, reading, journaling, coloring, chatting puzzling whatever it is we want to make that as attractive as we possibly can and we want to make the scrolling the phone as unattractive so a really good way to do this is to remind yourself of all the benefits so if you're finding yourself you know you've got to do the habit the, the obvious has kicked in the cues kicked in but the you know the, the craving's not quite there you don't really want to do it yet you haven't been doing it long enough to get that dopamine loop in your brain you, but you've got to drag yourself to it just remind yourself in the moment of all the reasons that it's a good idea remind yourself of how you're going to feel after it if i drink enough water my skin's going to be clearer i'm going to be more resilient throughout the day i'm going to have more energy my digestion's going to be better right i'm going to feel fitter when i'm going up and down the stairs because i'm going to have more energy and even like you know, my joints are going to be better lubricated because i'm not dehydrated right Loads of different reasons why it's important to drink water. Try to remind yourself of the reasons that you're doing the little things when the little things become difficult. And like I said, make it um, attractive. Really, really interesting graph here from James Clear. 1% better every single day, you can see the upward trend. Or 1% worse every day, you can see the downward trend. The power of tiny gains, it says on there. Now, anticipate the reward. Like I said, really think about what you're getting out of it. It might be a short-term fix short-term result or it might be a longer-term one remind yourself of both you've got to remember as well that we imitate others so you might find that it's certain people when you're with certain people it becomes hard to make or break habits it might be so certain social influence it might be you're fine until you go away with a certain group of friends or you, until your environment changes so sorry, itchy nose um when we come to the christmas holidays your environment's going to change so you're going to be at home more more accessibility um more access to food food becomes more accessible particularly you know food cupboards are probably going to be full of food so that's a really big challenge for us to think about so when our environments change this also has an impact on our habits but we need to think ahead to this third law is going to be making it easy so how can we make it as quick simple and easy as possible if it comes to working out and exercise don't focus on getting down the gym four days a week for an hour no point no point at all. Go, you're going from zero to 60. You'd be much better off focusing on getting down the gym twice for half an hour. It's less time, of course. It's less time practicing the habit. But how often can you go from naught to 60 and maintain that same speed or that same velocity? It's very, very difficult to do. Don't try and jump the gun with this. You are much better stacking it brick by brick by brick. It will take longer. It will be slow and steady but you're still going to be going in two years time. Whereas if you go from naught to 60 now, you're going to give up by the end of the year, right? Give up in five weeks. That's not what we want for anyone. So slow, steady. What we've got to remember is that if something is difficult to do, our brain is not going to want to do it. We're already trying to do something outside our comfort zone. Like Kareen, your brain wants you to be on your phone. Can you just get in that sweet, sweet dopamine hit, right? 
so much so you know you probably have that so much and you know i'm the same as social media i struggle with it so bad and my i don't even pick up that i'm getting those dopamine hits it doesn't feel like a reward i just know that i like being on there and scrolling something about it feels nice i don't know what it is but it's that it's that loop that's going in my brain and i've got to realize that those apps are built to keep my attention those apps are there to steal my attention so they can they can give me ads and all the rest of it we've got to break away from that when it comes to sleep routines, don't tell yourself that you're going to go from six hours of sleep to eight hours of sleep. Say, I'm going to get an extra 15 minutes tonight. Do that for a week. Maybe do that for two weeks. Okay, now I'm going to go for an extra 15 minutes <clears throat> and build up your time. Okay, if you're wanting to get your bedtime earlier, so you're getting to bed a little bit earlier and you're getting better sleep, don't bring it forward by two hours and say, I'm going to be in bed by eight o'clock. Allow yourself to watch a couple of episodes of Netflix, right? But draw those boundaries and say, right, I'm not going to watch another one. You know, when that sign comes up and says, how long have you been watching for? Or do you want to continue? It shames you into getting off of Netflix. You know, what we've got to remember is that we can't go from zero to 60. We try to all the time because human brain wants quick fixes, instant gratification. We want to get there as fast as possible. Ten, nine times out of 10, the fast way is the long way, right? It feels like you're going around the houses. It feels like you're taking time to reach your goal, but at least you get to your goal and you stay there and you maintain it rather zero to 60, you know, square, square one to square 10, back to square one to square 10, back to square one. And you just yo-yo and flip-flop for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years. No one wants that. We want to get you to your destination, but keep you there once you're there. That's the whole point. So make it easy, make it quick, make it simple, make, Try and, try and think of the minimal effective dose, the smallest part of that habit that you can do. For example, if you're trying to build up daily walks, how about you just you just promise yourself, I'm going to go out for five or 10 minutes every single morning, or even I'm just going to go outside every single morning. So on the days that you literally fall out of bed, you know, half an hour after alarm, you can go outside, stand in the garden and you still achieved your goal. You can still tick it off on your calendar. I went outside first thing this morning. Most days you'll probably have time to go for a five, 10 minute walk. And that's great, but make it so easy. Basically we want to set ourselves up so we can't fail. We keep that momentum going, right? We keep building it. Set yourself a trigger. Like I said, alarms, reminders, post-it notes, pick something. Like I said before, habit stacking, pick something that you already do. You're already doing it every single day. You're cleaning your teeth. You're sitting, you're opening your door and getting in your car. You're coming into your classroom. You're making that first cup of coffee at school. You are, um, what else do we do every single day? I don't know, you, you just go into the loo, pick something that you already do and try to take your habit onto that as much as you possibly can. Stack those habits because you're gonna make it really, really easy. Dr. Rongan Chatterjee talks about health snacks. So he talks about doing squats. So he whilst, whilst his kettle is boiling, he does 10 squats. 10 squats by themselves, people go, that's not going to do anything, is it? You think about, he, he does that 365 days a year. That is 3,650 squats, right? That's a lot of squats just by doing 10 a day when the kettle's boiling. We really, we, we underestimate, sorry, we overestimate how much we need to change and we underestimate how long we need to change it for. Just think about the tiny, tiny, tiny snacks, little health snacks and just add them on to each other. Final law then, guys, to finish us off with this habit that you're creating is going to be make it satisfying. So oh, I really can't speak. I'm really sorry. Make it satisfying, okay? Make it rewarding. Now, on the calendar that you can see here, 
what James Clear has illustrated is this concept of never missing twice. So I used to have a big calendar on my wall and I used to write down the workouts that I used to do. So I could look at a week and be like, oh, I've already gone three times. If you've already gone three times in a row or just three times across the week, it is really difficult to skip that fourth session when your goal is four because you've really done all the hard work. Now, if it's something, and this is why we use your five foundations tracker in your app, by the way, because you can see your habit streaks, I can see your habit streaks, and it's much more difficult to talk yourself out of it when you know you're on a streak. Something about the human brain likes chain linking these habits together. So what you can see on this calendar is, is that he's chain linked. You know, let's say he's drinking more water or getting seven hours sleep. He's done it three days in a row. He's missed a day. He's broken the chain, but he hasn't let it become more than one. Again, there's something strange that once it becomes two days, it's much easier for that to become two days to five days to seven days to 11 days before you know it's been a month. And then you clock on and go, oh, crap, I forgot about that for a month. And then you beat yourself up and then we go back to square one. So just try and apply the rule of never missing twice. Another rule is as soon as you notice you have, you know, forgotten to do something or you, you've missed it. Just make make it an absolute promise to yourself that you're going to do it the next possible opportunity. So if you're trying to go for an evening walk and you miss it because of parents evening to say, right, tomorrow night, I'm going for it. I'm, I've got to get it in. It has to be an absolute non-negotiable. Or if you've missed a few days, as soon as you notice that, as soon as you're aware of it, make it an absolute non-negotiable that you start it at the next possible opportunity. Link those habits really commit to those habits. Tell the people around you. How nice is it when you say to someone, you know what, I'm going to go and do this. And you go and do it and you come back and they're like, oh, did you, did you do that thing? You're like, yeah, yeah, I did it. And they're like, wow, like you actually, you, you stuck to your word. You actually did it. For some reason, it feels really rewarding. It's got to be a dopamine thing again, isn't it? It's that reward mechanism. It feels really good to, to do what you say you're going to do and to stick to your word. And that's why accountability, that's why support, that's why community is also important when it comes to these journeys. Final thing I'm going to say is just reward yourself actively. Don't be afraid. Try not to reward yourself with food because that's a slippery slope. We don't use food as a reward. But, you know, buy yourself a new pair of trainers. Buy yourself a new pair of headphones. Take yourself out to a spa day when you hit a certain goal. You know, do do those just my go to examples. Um, do what makes you feel good. Give yourself something nice to say, like, you deserve this. Like you, you've done a really good job here. Allow yourself to feel proud. Allow yourself to sit with it because that, you know, it's all about reward. We, what gets rewarded gets repeated, right? We repeat what we reward. So reward yourself actively. Look for a way to give yourself a pat on the back. Right, guys, that is it. So that is habits in an absolute nutshell. This isn't my graphic. This is from a guy. I did tag him at the bottom called Simone Dasaretto. Credit to Simone Dasaretto. I just got this off Google, so I thought I'd put credit on it. And um, so again, those four laws make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy. This is great to take a screenshot of, guys, or a photo. It's a little bit small. So when it comes to making it obvious, time, location, visible and noticeable cues, breaking the habit of invisibility, create the optimum environment, create an awareness of cues. Okay. Make it attractive. Think about that dopamine feedback. OK, the anticipation of that reward is going to drive your action. Like I said earlier, we imitate. Right. We copy those around us, the people who are around us. If there's if there's lots of people doing it, we will copy it. If everyone is getting the queue, for some reason, we just join the queue. The people that we also have very close relationships with as well, we will copy what they do. Now, make it easy. Think about the quantity. Like I said, the reps, how many times, how many repetitions of this thing are you going to get in? Not how long are you doing it for? That's not important. It's about how many times, how many 
like starting points are there? How many reps are you are you getting in? Focus on the action and the practice. Every single time, think about stacking the brick and practicing that. Okay. Something I didn't talk about is um, giving yourself a trigger. So you might set an alarm and say, right, five minutes after my alarm goes, I'm going to do it and do you know do this action in five minutes time. Or it might just be a thing of you really don't want to go down the gym, right? You're sitting on the sofa, you really don't want to go down the gym. So you say, right, when the clock gets to quarter two, I'm getting off my bum and I'm going. And something that I think it's Mel Robbins that talk, uh, who talks about this, she says um, the five, four, three, two, one, and you just do it. So if you're lying in bed and you really don't want to go out of bed, five, four, three, two, one, you throw off the covers and you just do it. You almost trick your brain before you get around to thinking about all the reasons you shouldn't do it or all the reasons that it's going to take you outside your comfort zone. So five, four, three, two, one, do it. Really sort of really good way to think about it. Um, again, make it satisfying, track the progress, put it on a calendar, use the um, habit tracker in your app, right? Really remember all the things you've got to do to build up that momentum. If you've got 10 days, you've done something, you're really not going to want to break that streak of 10 days. So build up those streaks. Okay. Right, guys, that is everything from me on habits. Hopefully you have all got some really good ideas there for whatever the habit is. Hopefully you've taken a photo of this and <clears throat> you have got this to keep. That is us, guys. If you're listening back on the podcast, thank you very much for joining us. I'll catch you really, really soon. Yeah, 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 yeah.